Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Okay, here we are. Another day in the life of Amanda and Jenny. Oof. That's right. Realize this is the last recording I'm going to do in this house, or in this state. Next time we record, I'll be in a whole new place. You will be. Aww. There you go. I'll have to visit Amanda. you there. Yep. Just... Just a little, little, it's actually about the same amount of time, just a different direction. Correct, correct. Wisconsin <laughs> is bigger than you think it is. People are like, wait a second, shouldn't that be closer? It's a little bit closer, but not very much closer. Right, I'm going from Missouri to Minnesota, so. Yep, And but oh, Wisconsin but... is is a very wide state. It's very mm -hmm. far east to west, so. And there's not a really good way to get from where I live to the Twin Cities because a lot of that's two lane roads. Like mm -hmm. I've driven it a couple times. It is, it is pretty. And I learned the hard way. It's pretty much all 65 miles an hour, which I am not very great at um, living within that boundary. <laughs> you don't like the, the boundary of 65 miles an hour? What would you do at 55 miles per hour? Uh, well, you know what? There's parts of my town now that are 20 miles an hour. And I just want to die. <laughs> but I understand the purpose. So I understand why that exists. I just, just something inside me just yearns for a faster freedom. That's all. Faster freedom. Yep. That's that's funny. It's also funny given, given the topic that we're going to discuss that's, today. It's a, that's a segue, Jenny. It's, it's a, a segue. segue. It's a setup. <laughs> so today's topic we're talking about the the daily rhythms of of this daily office thing or and and sabbath so uh for those of you who don't know who aren't necessarily following along in the book which i highly suggest uh, emotionally healthy spirituality by peter scazzaro but the concept of daily office is this idea that twice a day in in his his way of doing it, it's twice a day that you that you kind of get away from your rigmarole of life, from your regular schedule, and you pull away, and you spend time in silence and stillness, <laughs> and spend time with the Lord, listening to Him twice a day. And I'll tell you what, this is like the hardest piece mm -hmm. to this whole thing for so many people, including myself. Because I like to be doing things. Yep. You know, even my quiet time often with the Lord is done while I'm walking Cooper. Right. Mm. Or while I'm doing something else. <laughs> and, and let's be honest and real, then it's not stillness and it's not silence and it's not solitude. It is me trying to do two things at once. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a part I'm not, I'm not a very good person who slows down. And I mean, I can blame that there's pets and kids and husbands and work to do, but more, I just, I, I struggle in, in, in silence. I don't, uh, my brain just wanders to like a thousand different places. I heard, I heard a pastor once talk about um, trying to learn about stillness and he would have to go to a church that wasn't his church. So he was a, I think, Methodist preacher, and he had to go uh, to a Catholic because um, the, the Catholic church kept their doors open all the time. So he'd go after work, 
like seven, eight o'clock at night. And he would take him two hours in order to settle his mind in silence before he could actually start to focus on God. Wow. You know, I mean, he's, as he did it longer, it got shorter. But the first couple of times he had to sit there for about two hours until he could actually be silent in his brain. Wow. I believe it. Yeah. One of the suggestions that um, the book makes, or maybe it was a video, is to think of, because your brain is going to, your mind is going to think and it's going to be distracting. And to think of it as there's a river flowing and you need to like, let those thoughts jump in the river and go downstream. <laughs> like, oh, there they are. Oh, there they go. Okay, let's. <laughs> and then say, uh, you know, maybe say a prayer in your spirit or say it even out loud of like, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Every time a thought tries to wiggle its way in. But I will say, I will say having, I've tried, you know, because a lot of spiritual retreats sort of stuff, they always say, oh, you need to practice silence and solitude. Go for two hours by yourself. I usually either do one of two things. I either fall asleep (laughs) because if I'm in silence and solitude and stillness, I just fall asleep or I can't. I sit still and I have to like go pace or go walk or whatever. And mm-hmm. then don't accomplish the silence and stillness and solitude mm-hmm. and whatnot. When, when I was in um, uh, me and me and uh, my husband, Brian, before joining Salvation Army, went to a missionary training retreat in uh, Germany for several months. And uh, one of the practices they did actually was uh, silent Fridays. So from the time you woke up on Fridays through the whole day, you couldn't talk to anyone. How, um, how was that? Actually, it was kind of cool. I actually would walk five miles to the nearest. Um, I would actually just say walk five miles to the nearest town and then walk back. Okay. So, um, but I mean, because if I knew who I was, I saw people, I would talk to them. <laughs> so I just, but um, it actually was pretty cool. I mean, it's not, not something I could do nowadays, probably just disappear for a whole day. Right. Maybe. I mean, probably not. Um, people would miss me and such. Right. Um, but it, it did it did force me to work out stuff, you know. I mean yeah. sit and think and um there's one time I found a poppy field which was pretty cool. Just over this, you know. Yeah. That's just awesome. just pick a direction and just walk until you feel like turning around and then you walk back. <laughs> but but I had you know, but the re- the, the main p- purpose though is we we need silence to connect to God. Yeah. Just slow down. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, it asks on a scale from one to 10, 10 being least, or sorry, one being least, 10 being most, how busy are you? Mm. And we were talking before we hit record that it's easy to be a 10 all the time. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always mean that you're doing necessarily the best things or mm-hmm. the most important things. Even mm-hmm. sometimes we make ourselves busy doing just doing because, right. because sitting feels like a waste of time. Maybe. Hmm. Or we have so much to do, so much to accomplish, and I just got to stay busy. Or sometimes I think consciously or unconsciously, 
we keep ourselves busy because we don't want to stop and come to terms with things that we know we'd have to if we were in silence. Right. Well, uh, Pete Scazzaro, um, I don't know if it's in this chapter or another area, but he says, talks about people who use the things of God to escape yes. from God. Yeah. <laughs> using, yep. using doing things for God to escape from God. Right. By keeping yourself so busy that you don't actually um, hear the things that he actually wants you, you know, wants us to do. Right. Because I, I definitely keep myself busy on things that aren't really the most important thing at that moment. Yeah. But I sure take up a bunch of my time. <laughs> right. Well, I think we have, as as life have, has gotten faster, you know, even just your comment about, you know, 20 miles per hour, it seems like you're crawling around, crawling at a snail's mm -hmm. pace, right? Um, the world we got to accomplish things. We got with this thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. Um, so much so that, you know, Facebook is infinite scrolling, mm -hmm. literally infinite. You cannot any longer get to the bottom of your Facebook page. Mm. Like, like your feed is going to just keep going. You might find repeats, especially for ads, but it, it will keep you there and hold you tenaciously if you let it. Hmm. and that's where we're busy but are we like we're uh -huh. doing but are we doing health helpful things mm, and that's where yeah. this daily office this stopping uh the practicing includes uh stopping twice a day for a two-minute silence and then there's there's a, a little devotional as well that you read through but the the may the major thrust if of the the daily office is the stopping and being still and silent for two minutes mm -hmm. which is a long time it can be long if you've never it. done it before it seems like this is taking forever except that it's only two minutes right <laughs> you can do it yeah all right yeah so um and the book that gives the example, though, about uh, someone who was able to function in the world they were in because of their time is um, one of, you know, the highlighted uh, people in the Old Testament, which is um, Daniel, right? Was yes. it Daniel? Or, yeah, Daniel. Daniel. Yep. And, you know, and Daniel is one of my absolute most favoritest characters. I, I don't mean to say character like they're not real, but uh, one of my historical figures in the old testament right um because gosh his story is just fascinating so it, it happens at like the worst period of israel's history they're heading into exile he's kidnapped because he is of uh in the royal family i believe or in the upper echelon yep somewhere and so and he's young and handsome and at the right time for right age to be skinny enough to still kidnap but strong enough to pull their weight you know so <laughs> Uh, yeah, so his, yeah, I mean, yeah, so you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, um, gets thrown into a, a, a Babylonian boot camp essentially, stands his ground, knows his knows his convictions, even as a, as a young man, um, and kind of make and, and he's one about making the most out of a 
of a bad situation, I think, if you can read into his thing. But he, he ends up, his whole life is spent in exile from the people of God, yet continuing mm -hmm. to serve God while, while he has these really bad masters. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the <laughs> Babylonian uh, kings were not known for their compassion and mercy and uh, gracious ways to their people. So he's, he's living in, and, and politicking, I guess, um, in a way, I mean, he says he's, he essentially stays a slave the whole time, but he gets, right. he's wise. And so people take his counsel on politics. Um, so much so that he just becomes better than the rest because he's not corrupt. I think. I think that helps. God's hand was <laughs> definitely on him too. Yeah. Just to, to curry favor. And so he ends up getting cut in these crazy situations, but he continues to follow God. And I think part of it is because it says, um, if you know why he got thrown into the lion's den, it's because the guys try to trick him. The other advisors try to trick the king to say, make people make a decree to only pray to you. They did it specifically because they knew Daniel had a practice of spending time alone with God three times a day. Right. So he says, well, Daniel, this decree comes out. He's like, yeah, I'm not following that. Right. Didn't make a big fuss or protest or to do about it. He just said, yeah, I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. You know, right. goes and prays. And then uh, it says, as it was his custom. And I think that's the key part. He went and went up to his upper room, opened up the door windows to pray to God, as was his custom. As what he, right. That's just what he did. And he right. didn't see a reason to stop. Right. Three times a day, every day. Didn't matter that the king's decree said if he did it and got caught, he'd be in the lion's den. Did it anyway. Um, Jesus had the practice to withdraw from the people in the, early in the morning and spend time with his, his father. Um, mm -hmm. It is such a good practice to get in the habit of. And the, the daily office, it's asking twice a day, which is really not a, a huge amount of time commitment. And you can choose kind of your own time. So if you're a you know, morning person is good for you or middle of the day or at lunch or in the afternoon or in the evening, like there's, there's options. The, the key is the twice a day right. to pull away yeah. just for a short time, spend two minutes in silence, spend a little bit of time reading some scripture. Not that that, you know, should replace normal scripture reading or your regular scripture reading or even your regular prayer time. But the silence being the key, because one of the challenges that we have as we're maturing in Christ is we might get really good at praying to God, but are we exercising our listening of God? Right. Like I, you can talk to him till you're blue in the face, tell him all the things about all the things. And that's good. And I'm not saying, please, please don't hear that. I'm saying not do that, but well, are you spending time quietly still before the Lord to uh -huh. listen for what he might say back to you. So I'm in this, um, have you, um, uh, in this kind of leadership class in Salvation Army. Um, have you ever heard of Ed Dobson? You ever heard that name? Yes. Mm -hmm. So do you know much about him? Um, not a ton, but so he's a, he's name. an author. So mm -hmm. his story is he was a pastor, very, uh, you know, good and faithful pastor end up getting um, diagnosed with um, ALS. Mm -hmm. And he just kept on pastoring uh, until he was physically 
unable to do it anymore and was essentially forced to resign because he just couldn't um he just couldn't speak the way that he did right before yep, yep. Um, and he said he had a moment he said you know back when he was pastoring he used to fantasize about throwing his phone into the hudson river okay that never shut up but the day after his his uh forced retirement he had his wife call it because he wasn't sure if it was even working anymore because mm. it was silent and then he said he was struck with feeling useless for the first time in his whole life oh zen. because he said who am i now right who who am i if i'm not needed who am i if i'm not useful right who am i if i'm not preaching right i, I have all these books do i even need to open them to study you know yeah so um he decided to um to try to live a year exactly as a Jewish man of Jesus' time would live, or essentially like like Jesus. So he essentially became an orthodox Jewish person, all the festivals, all the things, but also tried to live like, I guess, how the disciples lived or how Jesus lived. Okay. So <laughs> he became a nomad. He traveled around and just talked to people that he felt like Jesus might have talked to. Okay. Um, but he said it took, uh, there was a quote, uh, when I watched this little documentary on him called Ed's, Ed's story on YouTube, but I was really struck when he said my whole life, I was so busy trying to, um, tell other people about Jesus that I never had time to actually live like Jesus. Hmm. And I thought, wow, that is profound. Wow. Like, I'm so busy worried, worried about, you know, everyone else having a relationship or getting to know or hear Jesus. But I didn't have time to actually live like Jesus. I didn't have time to, to have a relationship with Jesus, really, beyond a superficial one, until I got ALS. And it forced wow. me to slow down. Now, now, I'm not saying that God wants everyone to get ALS, but... This was just this guy's story, but I thought, wow. And he said, he said, my disease has been the greatest gift of my, of my life spiritually. You know? Wow. <laughs> Which is like, whoa, it's pretty cool. It's like, it's the, the documentary is not very long an hour and something. Okay. Ed's story, huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, but, but I thought, man, what does it mean to slow down? Which is not because people always need us, right? Right. But then you're like, but do they, or do they just need Jesus or what's the balance? Right. Right. Cause again, that pendulum swing, you can go too far one way, mm -hmm. too far another way, but, but the rhythm, but I think life was meant to be a rhythm and you see it all throughout nature, right? Yeah. Cycles and seasons and, um, rhythms and life, mm -hmm. but we humans, we just try to go forever. Right. What do we you don't do you recognize that we are, we have limitations and that they're yeah. okay to have. Right. Our value in the kingdom is not in our doing. Our value to God is not how much we do for him. Our value to God is found in the fact that we've been adopted as his children. 
And that's such an important piece of the puzzle to, to kind of come to terms with. And, you know, this whole idea of rhythm of daily office and silence and stillness and solitude. And, and it's one of those things that even thinking about Ed's, this guy, Ed, which I'm going to go look up that, um, that documentary, but I have a feeling that even if we slow down and stop and, and try to get still that we will struggle with being with our brains, not like our brains are still going to churn, right? Mm -hmm. Your brains are still going to be like, I, I need to do this or I need to do that. Or you're making lists or you're making plans and you're thinking about tomorrow and you're thinking about the next day and you're thinking about, Oh, I forgot to do this thing that I was going to do. And, and instead of you actually spending the, this time in silence and solitude, you've just spent it by yourself worrying about the many things instead of still before the Lord and quiet and letting God speak to your mind. Right. And sometimes how we're built different, you know, like I said, my, my husband, Brian, he's a solitude guy. Yeah. He's a quiet solitude closet guy. I'm not, I'm not that person. I just can't, I just can't do it, but I can do a car ride. Yeah. Um, without a radio on. Right. I can, I can do that. Right. So it's actually from my son's daycare to the core. It, it actually is a two minute ride pretty much exactly. So I learned if I do that in silence and just try to shut my brain up that I can stop. So this is kind of how my daily Sabbath works. And I, and I'll tell you, I don't do it every day and I very rarely do it twice a day. I'm just going to be. Yeah. You know, I have not succeeded I, in doing it twice a day yet. So it's just, I don't, and I like, I'm already making all these, like, when I get to my new house, I'm going to shut up all these things. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but, it's easy um, to say you'll do something in a new place. <laughs> you know. But I can, I can do, so I have, what I have been doing when I drop off my son and take, and he only goes three days a week. So on three days, <laughs> two minutes, silence in the car on the way from there to the church. And then I sit in the car. So I go silent and I sit in the car and I just wait a couple more minutes or I just thank God for the time or pray about something that might've been stirred. Um, and I'll tell you on the, on the days that I, I do that, my days are more evenly paced, even if I have the same amount of things to do. Gotcha. I don't really know what that, maybe I'm just putting myself into a different headspace or, um, you know, um, because I, I, I tend to be a multitasker. I do usually have multiple tabs open on my things or lots of projects in front of me or um, very common to see me with an email and my phone texting a person and talking to someone like very common. Um, in fact, I do it on this podcast a lot. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I shouldn't be that vulnerable. Um, I mean... And, you're just being honest. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Hey, there are days when my phone is lighting up over here and I'm also trying to listen diligently to whatever you're saying and hang on. So I got a thing. I, I get you. <laughs> right. I get you. But on, on the days though, when I, when I put myself in a sphere to say the why of it, and I think that's part of the daily rhythms and Sabbath, the why, right? Why, why are we doing things? And I also think it helps um, just kind of church culturally, yeah. to get out of we just do them because we do things right that's a whole that's not this conversation but the why of my day when i'm when i'm looking at the things that i'm going to be doing or participating in and i've already spent that time asking god to 
to speak to me in the moment that I'm in, then that carries over into the whole rest of the day. You know, speak to me in the moments that I'm in right now. Right. Why? Why are we doing this? Right. And if there is not a sufficient answer, then I sometimes start to question, is that something that needs to happen? Right. Or is it just busy work that someone else has put on me or that I'm just taking on because I want people to like me, which is usually my thing. When I don't say no to people, it's because I want them to think I'm cool and awesome and talented, you know, and all of those things, um, which is, you know, <laughs> but, but, the, but I think pausing makes us reevaluate like a centeredness. Why, why, am, why, why is all of this that I'm involved in what, you know, right. Almost like taking off blinders. Yep. That well, busyness can bring. It's easy to just do because you've always done instead of doing because you're being intentional and understanding the why and understanding the reasons behind it. And again, I have kind of rhythms where some days I'm really intentional about everything I do. It's I'm in the moment. My head is in the moment. I'm having this conversation with somebody on purpose. Like it's not just like chatter. It's not just doesn't mean anything. It's we're, we're purposeful in the moment or I'm, or I'm making this decision about work purposeful in the moment, or I'm, I'm sitting down at on the couch at the end of a day and I'm going to turn on this thing on the TV, but I'm being purposeful about what, what choice I made about what I'm watching because I know that blah, 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 you know, fill in the blank. It's, if you can pause, I think, like you said, it puts you in the right headspace. It puts you in a position to be better able, I think, to hear the Lord as mm. opposed to, for me, I get, I get in situate. I live by myself. I don't have the excuse of three kids and a husband and all that, which is not really an excuse, but it could be right. I don't have an excuse except I don't like silence as much as I like being alone. Does that make sense? So in oh, my yeah. alone time, I'll have a podcast going or I'll have an audio book going or I'll have something going on in the TV in the background or I'm reading a book or I'm there's always something, usually not music because I'm just not a music person, but there's mm -hmm. usually words, right? Because I'm a word person. And am I being intentional then? Kind of sometimes with what I'm reading, maybe. But am I, am I filling that space and time with these wordy things, an audiobook, a podcast, or whatever, mm -hmm. so that I don't have to deal with whatever it is that I probably need to deal with mm -hmm. between me and the Lord? But even sometimes this can happen unconsciously, right? Like you, you get yourself so busy with things, avoiding conversation with God. And you don't even necessarily know why. Hmm. You're just doing it because, well, this is what I've done. And this, I got to keep busy. I got to keep doing, I got to, and you don't, sometimes, you know, it's, oh, it's because I want to look good or I want to be well liked or I, you know, these are what the expectations I have or headquarters has, or my family has, or my congregation has, or when in point of fact, most of those things aren't actually true. Yeah. We aren't reading reality. We aren't seeing reality for what it actually is. Mm -hmm. we're, we're perceiving a false reality. We're pushing a, a false reality on it. And that's not healthy either. Yeah, for sure. 
but and as far as sabbath i mean if i can't if we can't get two minutes of silence twice a day 24 hours of stopping for the lord <laughs> that's that's tough but but the I thing was, with go, oh, ahead. go ahead oh i was gonna say the thing though with with sabbath though and silence um just remember though like it's most first and foremost an invitation yes into god's presence it's not um um, and this might get into tricky waters because it is a commandment. It is. Um, but it's it's not a you didn't you 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 didn't spend a day of the week not doing anything, and so I'm not letting you into heaven, kind of. Thing, you know, <laughs> right? Um, it's an invitation into the deeper things of God. Do you want to grow in your relationship with God? Sabbath is the way to do it. Right. Silence is the way to do it. I've done a lot of a lot of study on Sabbath, and I'll tell you that um, it is a gift. Sabbath is a gift from God, and the point of the Sabbath was to teach the Israelites. One of the one of the points of Sabbath was to teach the Israelites that they weren't they weren't chosen by God because of their goodness or their busyness or their doing. That they were chosen because of who they were who God called them to be. In addition, God is saying you can accomplish just as much or more in the toiling, in the busy, in the working in six days as you can in seven. Mm -hmm. This seventh day, when you're going to stop and you're going to just be, you're just going to exist. You don't have to work for anything. You just have to be in my presence. That's a gift to you. And I think we don't necessarily think of it as a gift. Mm. And if, especially as you said, if we think of it as a commandment and I'm not doing what God has commanded to stop for mm -hmm. a 24 hour period, I think you're missing, right? Jesus talks about the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You miss that whole, the whole point. And then it becomes a burden. Right. Which is the exact opposite of its origin and intention right and i would say i'm i think i'm better at a sabbath day in the sense of getting a day and and trying to spend that day in things that um kind of bring me life if you will mm -hmm. um where it's not because even quote unquote a day off if your day off is spent cleaning your house and doing laundry and dishes and gardening. And now if gardening and dishes and laundry give you life, more power to you, they do not bring me life. <laughs> but I think of, I was listening to another uh, podcast that talked about Sabbath is, is for play and, yeah. for and delight, enjoyment, yeah. delight. Yeah. Delight. And so, you know, I'll spend time building with my Lego sets. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and spending now, I spend time with Cooper every day, but down at the beach, we might take an extended walk down at the beach. Um, I might spend time in the backyard on a nice day and read a book on a blanket in the backyard and it's glorious. Um, and I think I'm better at that than I am at silence. Yeah. I might have to try like a Sabbath of silence. Yeah. Just to like see to see what I'm running from. 
Mm. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think go for it. Now I have to ask you about it. So yes, somebody told me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and you'll keep me accountable. That's what we do. But one, you know, when when Toy said, you know, Brian and I are in the move, and actually one of the first things we talked about though is what is our what is our uh, Sabbath going to look like? You know, do we take it together? Do we take it separate? We actually decided to not take it together. Uh, um, yeah, I could see that working for you too. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, just to focus on that, the, the delight, not that we don't delight in each other, but right. yeah, you know, just the, the resting in God. And I, and the verse that always like just makes me think when I think about, um, taking these times and resting and, and, and centering and the things that matter is that, you know, concept of, of taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. That's what it's for. Yep. Reevaluate, you know, think, and just remember that as we talk about God is always for our good. Like Amen. he's not inviting us to anything that to trick us or psych us out or, you know, lecture about how bad we are. I mean, um, it's for our good, you know, Right. Absolutely. And every invitation towards goodness is, is, is there to help, you know, and there to bring us closer to who we're supposed to be closer to um, who God is. And really, I think of a more full, brighter and more exciting life than a life of, of hiding and um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know those listener out there just try it out a, a good a cool thing i got on amazon was a little timer uh it's like a you know like one of those game um hour, like hourglasses but they're like for the games and you can get one in specific time increments and so you can get a two two minute one and uh it's kind of cool just to maybe even in the morning instead of uh, grabbing your phone or coffee or whatever you do right away, um, just flip that over and just spend the first two minutes of your waking up time in silence or um, or going to bed or randomly time in your day when, you, when you're thinking, oh, I have a few minutes. Let's just take some time, you know, just recenter. Just remember it's an invitation. Amen. Amen. And if Daniel is able to do um, all of the kind of things in the middle of working for all these massacres and fingers writing on walls and Kings becoming chopped up by each other right in front of you and being thrown to lions and everyone conspiring, you know, and he managed three times a day and, and he managed three times a day. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think it's more doable than sometimes we give ourselves right. selves credit or, you know, even just that mindfulness instead of grabbing your phone to scroll for 30 minutes Right. Even sometimes it's just putting it down and just observing what's happening around you and seeing where God's speaking, you know, right. lots of just little things, little practices to bring us closer and, you know, to the throne of heaven. Mm -hmm. All with intentionality. Purposeful. Yeah. I think that's the good word yep. about all of this emotional and healthy thing is just, just be intentional. Don't, don't just exist. Right. Be, but be I think too, self, self-awareness is such a big part of this material mm. too is do you actually understand who you are, where you're at, where you came from? Like, honestly, mm. I know lots of people who are very deluded about who they, yeah. who they are in real life. Oh, that's actually why I love apocalypse shows. 
<laughs> well, I mean, because it always has this flux of the main character. Oh, yes. Who discovers that they're they're not who they thought they were. Sometimes bad, sometimes good. Like, I didn't think I was capable of those things, good or bad. Right. But it kind of makes you, it takes you out of your element to be like, oh, that's how I react. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> you know? That's why I love epic fantasy. Mm. Because you usually, usually it's written with very um, multi-layered characters. You don't just have someone who's just 100% the bad guy. Mm -hmm. You know, the motivations are always mixed. Um, lots of people doing, doing the wrong things for what they think are the right reasons mm. or the right things for very wrong reasons. Right. Um, in fact, I was reading a book the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people have no self-awareness. And I'm thinking, now I'm now I'm looking at characters in books or <laughs> and, and like analyzing their self-awareness. Just talk it out, guys. Just talk it out. You clearly have no idea who you are right now. <laughs> so deluded. Oh no man. But it's awesome. We all have we all have things we need to grow uh, into and, and through and from. And yeah, this is just one piece to the puzzle, but Hey, this is, yeah, we're, we're going to take a little bit of a break. The, the episodes are still going to be coming out every Friday, but as far as Amanda and I recording one, we're going to take a couple weeks off to, for, for her to get all transitioned into her new place. Um, but uh, when Thanks. we do, Come back, which will actually just be next week as far as all of our listeners are concerned. Um, we'll continue on with this emotionally healthy spirituality. But uh, but yeah, every every little bit helps when it comes to, again, being living life with purpose. And I hate to say the purpose-driven life with Rick Warren, but but again, the, the point of living life and not letting life just kind of roll over mm -hmm. top of you. Mm -hmm. And taking your daily, the daily office or your, your, you know, moments with the Lord and Sabbaths with the Lord are very helpful rhythms to live life through. Mm -hmm. So, yep. And, and as you know, he calls it the daily office, um, but it's, it's penciling it in, right. Making it a priority. Right. Um, and so, yeah, my, my final thoughts, you didn't ask for, but here they are. Um, just, it's worth it if you take the time. Amen. Anything yeah. worth doing is worth the time it takes to do. Right. And so just remember it's an invitation. We're not here to shame or blame. Remember, like we said, we're not great at this either. We're going to work on being better. Um, but I've never regretted the time I take with the Lord. Amen. But I very much regretted when I'm in a situation and I realized I have not spent enough time with God about this. Right. <laughs> So it's for our good friends. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, as we said, if you guys have any uh, suggestions, comments, we're open to them. Otherwise, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Remember, God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. All right. We'll catch you guys next time.